So today's, I want to focus a little bit. We're, we're going to kind of do a quick scan on the Aliyahs. But I really want to focus on the seven Noahide laws uh, for us and for everyone else who's watching because I think that's so important. Um, because some people can ask, well, what laws can I follow? The 613 and you know, the seven. Out of those seven Noahide laws, it really goes into about maybe 70 laws. So it's not just seven. It really goes a little bit more into that. So uh, are we good? So, Baruch Hashem, I want to dedicate this class... This year, in the memory of Paulina Thorpe, Bat Virginia Morales, and in the memory of Jose Eliezer Hernandez Peña, Ben Maria Dolores Peña. Yes, of course. Uh, what are the names? For uh, fast healing for Roger Gebbin, what is uh, the father and mother's name? Do you know? No? Okay, okay. For what's what's his name? Roger who? For Roger Gibbon. And also for Rabbi Chaim Richmond. Memory or? For healing. For fast healing for Rabbi Chaim Richmond. Bezrat Hashem, may they get healed quickly. To, so they can come back to Torah and Bezrat Hashem on the other two names that I mentioned, may they have, uh, may they get more merits to go up to the next level in the spiritual world. Baruch Hashem. So <clears throat> this week's parasha is called Parasha Noah. Who was Noah? Noah was the one who created the ark, right? Or as they called it, the teva, right? So. It, it's interesting because it starts off with what was the whole point of building the Teva? What was the whole point of building the ark? Why did he have to build the ark? Why did Hashem have to flood the world? Because of the evil and corruption. But what kind of corruption was going on? It starts off with saying it was corrupted uh, monetarily wise, sexual sins, and uh, idol worship. Right? But, does that ring a bell? Yeah, In today's yeah. generation? Mm-hmm. Oh, today? Yes. In today's generation, that's exactly what's going on, isn't it? Isn't that what we see? Like, we see that exactly what was going on then is actually going on now. Right? So, when Hashem got, I mean, when, uh, when, when Noah got the message to actually start building the ark, why is it that only he was able to do the... He, he was the only one allowed to actually build the ark. Why, why, why wasn't anyone else allowed to do it? he was the one who was identified as being righteous in his time. He was the one being righteous, exactly. So he was the only one, kind of, so to speak, it had to be kosher, right? So since he was a righteous one, he, could, he was the only one allowed to actually do... Him, him and his immediate family, the only ones allowed to build the ark. Now, if we go back to one of the temples, the T, if you all know... Which is one of the temples that fell because the people who built it were, were um, wicked? Was it the, the, the Babylonians or was it the Romans? Or was it both? Who was the one who built the first temple? Solomon. Huh? 
Yeah, yeah, but who actually built it? Who, who, who was the one who constructed it? The Jews. The Jews? Didn't they? Yeah, because they, they were given the knowledge and understanding of how to make it and the in it. Right? He, he, he was the one that actually, yes, the, the Jews had the vision, but who was the one that actually put the stones together? I'll leave that for homework and see if y'all can answer that. That'll be your homework. So that way we can... No, no, no. It's, it's okay. So, let's start off with the first Aliyah. Again, if you want to follow along with the Aliyah, you can go to Chabad, to, to the uh, Chabad website, and you can download on the today's parasha, which is parasha Noah. You can go to the Aliyah summary and you can follow along. So, the first Aliyah starts off with, While society as a whole descended into a state of anarchy and utter corruption, only Noah remained righteous and faithful to God's ways. Noah was informed by God that a mabul, meaning flood, will soon destroy all of civilization, and only Noah and his immediate family would survive the teva, which is the ark, or boat, right? That he was to build. God gave Noah the exact dimensions of the teva, and he he was to build, and commanded Noah to bring along into the teva specimens of every species of animals and birds to repopulate the world after the mabul, and the stock, and to stock the boat with food to feed all the inhabitants. So here we're learning that this is where he gets the message that he has to build the ark because there will be a flood coming. He has to get together. He has to get the animals, and he has to get the food, right? So that way they can survive. But this is one interesting thing that we all go through in times that we can learn from Noah, in the sense of can you imagine? Noah was a human, right? Or was he a robot? He was a human. But could you imagine if we get stressed because we owe five bills, ten bills? Can you imagine being under the pressure, knowing that all of civilization is going to die? And the only ones that are going to survive is you. And you have to build the ark knowing that. Imagine the pressure that he's going through. The pressure in the sense of human feelings, human emotions. That sometimes we have to go through very difficult times. Through very difficult uh, situations. But we have to know that serving Hashem is the only way we got. Which is exactly what Noah did. That no matter what the outcome was going to be, when he, with, you know, he knew it was going to be something very, very difficult. I mean, you're, talking, you're not talking about, you know, God forbid, a tribe or, or a city. You're talking about the, everything in creation, right? So that had to be very hard. And not only that, but it was only him and his immediate family that were going to survive. No one else. So he, he may have had friends. He may have had cousins. He may have had, you know, good... Uh, um, Poker buddies, he could have had people he studied with. Things. Exactly. But did you notice that also, what's the first thing that we would probably do? We'd probably go and tell him, right? Try to go hide, do this, do this, this. And he stayed quiet. He obeyed what Hashem told him to do. Build the ark and he built it. Do this and he did that. Exactly. So we sometimes have to do that. We may be uncomfortable, but we just have to do what we have to do, meaning serve what, whatever Hashem tells us to do, we do. So if He says, uh, if He, let's just say, is saying you need to study Torah, which is actually the biggest, one of the biggest things that I hear all the time. 
which is, okay, well, you study Torah, but there's 5 million people studying the New Testament. So 5 million, 10 million, 15 million compared to a small group studying Torah. Could it be a possibility that we're wrong? Could it be a possibility because it's the majority over the minority, right? But no. Here we know that. Here we can get that, right? Any questions? So, of course. In the commentary where it says in verse 14, make for yourselves an ark, where we're talking about he was to make it. Yes, ma'am. She's going to read uh, in commentary for, uh, 14. Uh huh. Noah was to build the ark himself. Homiletically, he was told, make an ark to symbolize your own behavior. You right. remained aloof from your compatriots instead of chastising them and trying to save them by improving your conduct. Mm-hmm. Now you will isolate yourself in an ark with beasts and animals. Mm-hmm. Noah's failure to try and influence his generation is why the flood is called waters of Noah. Exactly. He was responsible for the flood. Right, because, you know, which it'll actually go into detail a little bit later on in the in the in the parasha. But I've I've heard a, I've heard theories saying that if Noah would have just instead of him building the ark, if he would have just uh, actually prayed for the people, cried for the people, they could have been saved. Like Abraham and Sodom and Gomorrah, but that didn't help either. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You know, so there, I've heard that theory, but I, also if Hashem told him to build the ark, and if he goes against it, mm-hmm. but then again, it also goes into this commentary, which is the, uh, the one above it, 1322, that's saying that every step of the way, because remember, the ark wasn't built in six months. It wasn't built in a year. It was built in you know, a long period of time. So within all that time, the whole uh, civilization had opportunities to do Teshuvah. As we notice, what did we, do? What, what did we study in last week's parasha, which is the parasha Bereshit? Is that when Hashem asked Adam and Eve, what did you do? That wasn't a sign of judgment. It was more of the opportunity for them to do Teshuvah. And here it says, God decreed that a generation that behaved so immorally had forfeited its right to exist. But even then, he extended mercy to them. God could have saved Noah in many ways. Why then did he burden him with the task of constructing an ark as for as the sages teach 120 years? So it took 120 years for, to build more or less the ark. That's a long time, right? So... It also goes on and says, he would answer, God is about to bring a flood on the world because of your sins. And they would thus be inspired to repent. But instead of seizing the opportunity, they pretty much wasted it. And if they would have repented, the water would have been a blessing instead of a curse. That's what's... So every moment that we go in our lives is an opportunity to do teshuva. That's why we do teshuva every night. For Kriyat Shema. We do Vidui, which is the forgiveness. But even then, that's the beautiful thing about the Ibadudut. Ibadudut, you speak with the Creator. You speak one-on-one, but the opportunity is to be, you know, to, to ask forgiveness. Because remember, the perfection is not ours, it's His. He's the one that's perfect, not us. But even if we, what did Ramchal teach in the book of Derech Hashem on the way of God? It says that even though 
you accomplish a high spiritual level, it is not you, it's him. It's because you're connecting to him. Right? So even whether it's spirituality, whether it's the wisdom of the Torah, whether it's correcting one's bad traits, it's all it's not you. It's because you're connecting to the perfection of the creator. That you're able to get that. So so so, so imagine you're a transparent vessel and you put it next to a light bulb. What happens? The light's gonna flow through it, right? But the light is not yours, the light is the, from the light bulb. You're just a vessel. So it's the same thing here. Any questions? Second Aliyah, of kosher animals and birds, Noah was commanded to take seven pairs of each species as opposed to one pair of all the other species. Noah, his family, and the required animals boarded the Teva, and the Mabul began. The springs of the great depths burst forth, and the windows of heaven opened. So, here we were, the sages are teaching us what? That all the, all the species, all the animals, there was only one pair, which is the male and female. But the kosher animals, it was seven. Why? For offerings. For offerings, which symbolizes, what's, what's the whole point of offerings? Draw close to Hashem, but what else? It's a sign of gratitude. It's a sign of uh, gratitude, gratefulness. What is our sign of offering today? Because obviously we can't sacrifice animals because there's no Beit HaMikdash, right? But what is our sign of, of, of gratitude that we can do today? What is one of them? Because there's many. That's one. What else? Exactly. Observing the mitzvot, studying Torah, right? But one of the deepest ways is talking with him. Talking with him, knowing that he's a part of you each and every day. There's nothing you can do without him, right? Any questions? So, when we, when, when we hear about this flood, what do you... How do you perceive this flood? Like, what do you think this flood was all about as far as, was it just water? Was it uh, extremely high? Was it something like maybe 20 feet? And it came up from the ground and the, the clouds rolled out. Right. Rolled out until it came in all directions. Right. So what was the whole point of the water going so high? It said that it went, it covered the tallest mountain of that time. What was the whole point of that? Total destruction, but if, I mean, who's, who's going to climb all the way up there? <laughs> that was just, so to speak, a metaphor, but mm-hmm. for the purpose that nobody was going to be able to save, was, was going to be saved from this. Nobody. Which today we can uh, perceive it as Sometimes we believe or we think or, yeah, you know, one of the two that we're sometimes smarter than Hashem. You know, I'll, I'll live my life for a good 80 years, have fun, enjoy life, enjoy the world, and I'll repent the last 10 years. But we don't even know we're going to get to that point. Right? It's usually a fleeting thought because you realize it can't be. Right. You know, I mean, yes, I remember thinking that one time. 
It, it, it goes, if it hasn't gone through your mind, then I would worry. Because it goes through everybody's mind. That's, that's just the Yetzirah. That's the Yetzirah that's playing games on you. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you're young, healthy, you're going to sit and say, hey, you need to read this book. Really? What is this book going to do? Is it going to make me popular? Right. Is it, you know, but once you get older and you start realizing and you get slapped from this thing called life, then that's when you say, whoa, 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 something's missing here. Something big is missing. I've been running after things in this world that mean nothing. I've been sacrificing so much for what? Right? right? Which is actually, I had a, Baruch Hashem, I had a class in Brownsville, and we were talking about, um, it's interesting how the Torah, or Hashem, asks for two things. For you to study His Torah, and to obey His mitzvah. But if you look at the Yetzirah, in everything in this world, it requires everything from you to give you one thing. What do I mean? Is that Hashem says, you study my Torah and you obey the mitzvot, you will have it all. You will have life. And it comes with your parnasah, which is your, your livelihood. It comes with your family. Because also in this week's parasha, what does it say? That Noah's children were blessed because of his deeds, which is actually what happens with us. Our children and their children get blessed because of our deeds, our actions. So if you, by you studying Torah, by you connecting to the mitzvot, by you observing the mitzvahs, then you're actually creating merits for your children. Then your children create the merits to their children. Not only that, but Hashem is providing absolutely everything that you need. So for two things that you have to observe... You get everything. But what does the Yetzir tell you? Oh, you want to be a millionaire. Okay. You got to sacrifice your family. Sacrifice your health. Sacrifice. You have to be greedy. You have to be, you know, whatever it may be. And you're going to get one thing, which at the end of the day, what's going to happen is you get $20 million. You sacrifice your health. You sacrifice everything. And then you, at the end of the day, you're using those $20 million to get another day of life. Does that make sense? Like, that's how the Yetzir plays. Any questions? Third Aliyah. I would like to read something that I think is interesting in the commentary. Of course, of course, of course. Coming to the ark. Yes, yes, it yes, says yes. The animals came to Noah of their own accord and he led them past the ark. The ark accepted only those that had not been involved in sexual perversion. That was mm -hmm. one of the causes of the generation. The ark chose. Mm -hmm. I always thought that, first time I read that, I thought, right. oh, the ark chose the animal that would come on. The ark chose the animals except the kosher ones. Right. Noah had to, Noah had to go get them. So what does that tell you? What, I mean, that's, I, that, that was such a beautiful, I was studying it this morning. It's like, all the animals had to come to the ark except the kosher ones. Why? Why didn't they come either? Because it was up to Noah. To sit down. Noah had to earn it, yes. Noah had to earn the, so to speak, like the, the I don't want to say the decree, but he had, to earn, he, he, he had to earn that deed of him going 
and and getting them and picking them and coming and bringing them back to the yard. Because God would have provided His own. Right. Otherwise, because there had to be Noah's. Uh, can you just yes? Can you describe kosher animal? Kosher animal? Yeah. Well, it's the animal that's been. It's pure. It's pure in the sense of. Um, in this, it's a very good question. I'm a zookeeper. I used to be a zookeeper for 20 some years. I know all about animals. So describe me kosher animal. Describe me kosher animal. Well, in this case, it would be the kosher animal that would be alive in the sense of um, it's pure. Pure what? It's, it's pure. Like, for example, it didn't have anything bad in them. Most animals only kill to survive. That's it. Right, but some of them can be some of them can be in, in, impure in the sense like for example here what it's talking about of um, it was these animals that were not kosher were doing a lot of bad things. A lot of bad things in the sense of like they were doing a lot of acts that were not right. Do you get what I'm saying or no? Okay. The what? I said I don't get that. Okay. The, the, the kosher animals would be something pure. I don't want to say like pure. It, it, it's, a pure it's, it's a pure soul. It's a pure spirit. Or, or you give me the, inter, the interpretation of a kosher animal. There is not. Because animals are pure. Right. But some of them are... Animals are pure, but some of them do bad things in the sense of, um, well, at least here, it was saying that it was doing, uh, they were being a part of the corruption. Well, like this commentary just said, it, the ark chose the animals that had so not been involved in the sexual perversion. Pure, pure animal. Right? Yeah. There's, the kosher animal. Yeah, the kosher there's, animal. There's two things. One is... They didn't participate in the interbreeding or the breeding, uh, crossbreeding. The crossbreeding. And second of all, they are uh, pure because they're not scavengers. They don't, they don't destroy other animals. That's right. They mm -hmm. just kill for, just for food. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, they don't kill. Yeah. Kosher animals don't kill other animals to eat or humans. So a bear is not kosher. Because right. it destroys life. It destroys creation. And what makes it pure is its 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 life itself. It do, it it doesn't do. It's a pure it's it's a pure unit, so to speak. Right. It's a pure it's a pure channel. Well, what about a horse? Then? Horse? Is a horse a horse? Of course. It's a horse. That's what we have to do. I like that. I like. That. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Or a giraffe. Or a giraffe. A giraffe. A giraffe. Animal behavior. It's their hooves. But a giraffe is is kosher. How about a rhino? A giraffe. They only eat grass and that's it. It has cloven hooves, though. Yeah, but it does kill. I'm about to do it too. It's great. I raise rhinos. I should know. They're pure. But they're not kosher to eat. They're not kosher to eat, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Right. But is kosher to eat and kosher to offer as a sacrifice and offering the same thing? Uh, well, no, the offerings, uh, they tell you exactly what to bring as an offering. They're specific. But even, I don't think it was all the species. No, it wasn't. It, it, it wasn't all the species. But they're not supposed to be named or anything. 
Right. Like yeah. But it's not all animals. I mean, Hashem made no. some very it was clear. All, it was only uh, specific animals. Bulls, goats, right. sheep. We can eat sheep. We can eat lamb. We can eat that. Mm -hmm. So we can eat all that goats. which is sacrificed, uh, kosher okay. for sacrifice, but we can't eat things that are not kosher for sacrifice as well. Which is interesting because think about it, when we eat kosher food, we're elevating it just like we did when we brought it to the, the Karbanot as an offering to Hashem. So it, it some way is still an offering to Hashem because we offer it up to our bodies as energy to do mitzvah and therefore we elevate it. That's the point. And to elevate an unkosher animal is like bringing a pig to as a carbonel. To the to the altar, yeah. But did he brought a pig as well? Hmm? Did he brought a pig as well? No. No. So oh, we know he brought he brought, he brought pigs. Even as well. yes, he did bring every single animal. Not every single animal. Every animal. No, 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 no. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're 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 not talking. We 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 had mentioned that. The unkosher animals came to the ark, so there was two of each. But we were talking right now. We were mentioning about the kosher animals. How Noah had to go out and get them. Right. The pig wasn't one of them. Because I'm, I'm talking also scavenger animals with the birds and all that. Right, but we remember have to honor them as well because they're the one God created for special reasons. So that when right. the animal dies, they have to eat the carcasses. Right, right, right. So, so remember, though, it was every. But it was seven to one. It was yeah. It was yeah. every animal of its kind, not every animal, because it, it would be impossible to put every animal. Right. So, um, we are in fourth. Were, you were going to read something. Oh, I did. About okay. the ark accepted only the animals. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Involved in sexual perversion. That's probably one. Hmm? That's probably one. Yes. Fourth God commanded Noah to leave the Teva along with all his fellow Teva mates. Noah built an altar and offered sacrifices. This pleases God, who then promised to never again curse the earth as he had just done. Instead, the regular seasons, which had not function during the year of the Mabul, would continue perpetually. God then blessed Noah and his sons, be fruitful and multiply upon them. God allowed mankind to eat meat, but prohibited murder, suicide, and the consumption of limb, of a limb ripped from a living animal. What do we get from here? First, we realize that the whole uh, regular seasons that usually happened didn't happen while the flood was going on. We also realize, if you notice in the flood, what temperature was the water? What well, said boiling in here? And but if that was the case, wouldn't you think all the fish and everything else would have been destroyed? Well, that's the miracle on its own. The fish had the miracle where they survived. Yeah. What, what was? The, uh, I missed the first part. The boiling. Oh. No. That. What was the temperature of the water? Oh. Boiling. Because the water was. Was it? Yeah, it was boiling. Yeah. Boiling. Boiling. Yes. No, no, no. Uh, yes, yes. It's it's in commentary. The the water was boiling to make sure. It basically it was out to it was out to to cleanse everything. And how do you when you wash dishes? How do you disinfect? You boil it. Exactly. That's how you cash it. Huh? That's how you cash your your pots. Right, 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 right. 
So, any questions? Again, we're... Uh, no, it's a challenge yeah. to the modern day domain law. Okay. Right? How do you know that the meat that you are eating has not been ripped from an animal or cut from an animal while it was still alive? That's a good question. By filter. That's the only way to know. Say it a little bit louder. Say again? Say it a little bit louder. The only way that... The, the question was is, can they hear me now? Yeah. Okay. The only way that you're going to know whether a limb of an animal or meat from an animal has been removed while it's not alive is to buy kosher. That's a buy kosher. Ensure 100%. Because uh, butchery has uh, been known to destroy or to begin destroying animals before they're fully dead. So. At least in at least the beef industry, not the chicken. The poultry also, industry is different. Also, uh, ca uh, pigs as well, and uh, even chicken too. What's that? Show. When the chicken gets hung up on the neck, so that it falls, so they grab it, put it right back on it, and it's still kicking. You know, well, the, the, yeah, the, but I would say, but Rabbi Schwartz, did you say, is the one who said that pretty much chicken, uh, chicken. Processing today is as close to kosher without being kosher for the non for the non Jew. But it's always good to just it's always stick, good to buy kosher. stick yeah. with kosher. You it's guaranteed then. Anyway, I'm sorry for interrupting. No, 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 not at all. Any questions? Also, if you have any questions on uh, the Facebook Live, please send them in. We can actually see the questions on real time. So we love to have any questions that you may have or comments or comments. So, fifth Aliyah, God told Noah that he's establishing a covenant to never again bring a flood to destroy the world. God designated the rainbow as a sign of the covenant, and it shall come to pass when I cause clouds to come upon the earth, and the rainbow will appear in the clouds. And I will remember my covenant. So, even that, in today's society, in today's generation, that sign of covenant has been perverted. Right. That's, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, so it's, think about it. the very reason why Hashem destroyed the earth, we're now in it's for that reason, the very image of covenant that God says he would wow. destroy the earth has been twisted, exactly, the same perversion that was before the flood, yeah, think about that, how about that, isn't that terrible, the I'm reason why, yeah, it's like, not, it's not bad enough that you're, that, that the sin is happening again, right, but that you're using, but the you're using the covenant, right. As a medallion, as saying, "Ah, this is this 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 is going to represent us." Mm. That, is, that is insane. Wow. That's profound. Right. So that's why every time we see the uh, we see the rainbow, there's a blessing that we should say, right? Not the rainbow flag. No, the rainbow <laughs> in the sky. In the sky. That's what we just. Said. Right. Everything is. It's, it's, we're going, we're back in that, you know, it's very unfortunate, but this generation is back to the times of what we're, what we're, what we're understanding. Right. Huh? But there's also the rainbow bridge. Right. That our little animals cross over. Oh, yeah. They go to Let's the focus on dog's death <laughs> in cat heaven. Where the cat will lay down with the dog. Well, the well no, even then that's going to be doing what the animals were doing, you know, the ones that were cursed. Right. Which were... Laying down with each other. Doing things they shouldn't be done. Sandy? Yeah. Um, verse, uh, chapter 8, verse 1. A couple of things. God remembered Noah 
And then it says, and God caused the Spirit. And I've got two things there. I think we have talked about in a class before, when God remembers, he just doesn't bring something, recall something, he acts. He remembers and he does something. Right, so mm -hmm. you, you've struck on something. For God to remember isn't because he forgot. When God remembers, it's like our Shema. It's like Shema. Mm -hmm. So when, when, when it says, and God listened, it meant he acted. Right. And when he remembers, he yes. acts. He, he does something on behalf of that memory. So it's not about memory and speaking. It's about action. Yeah, Which, it's not like for that whole year, God was off doing something else. Oh, wait a minute. Right, I right. Remember, oh, I no, no. the blood. Let me right. turn on the temperature. Good point. <laughs> and then the other thing I wanted to ask in that same verse where it says, and God caused a spirit to pass over the earth. Is it? Is that tied back to creation when that spirit hovered over before anything was created? That there was this spirit hovering over? Where, where are you at? Where are you at? 8-1. And God caused a spirit to pass over the earth and the water subsided. Okay, is so... That spirit that's, so is that the same spirit that was hovering in cre before creation? I couldn't tell you definitively, but what I would say is going back to Ramchal, remember where every... Part of creation has uh, uh, an entity assigned to it, or an angel, a, spirit, a, an angel assigned to it. So it's possible that the angel that controls the waters of the earth is the one who then moved over uh, it to cause it to reside. That would be the best answer, okay. close answer. I guess that's kind of what you're saying. Right is that what you read? It says the spirit or wind caused the waters to stop their seething, boiling fury, mm -hmm. and in verse two, it sealed. The sources of the water. Right. Yeah, so yeah, so that that would have been the angel of the water, I right. assume, right? Okay. All right. Keep keep those questions and comments coming. They're really good. Alright, so six Aliyah, Noah planted a vineyard, made wine, became drunk, and fell into a deep drunken slumber. While naked, Noah's son Ham saw his father naked, assaulted him, and informed his two brothers of their of their father's state. The brothers Shem and Japheth modestly approached their father and covered him. When Noah awakened, he cursed Ham's son Canaan and blessed Shem and Japheth. This this section then names Noah's seventy grandsons and great grandsons. The Antecedents of the 70 nations and their adopted homelands. So, here we learn about what happened with the whole, you know, when, when Noah got drunk and what, um, what Ham did to his father. Right? Huh? No, I'm just thinking this is the first example of post-traumatic stress syndrome. Oh, tell me about it, yes. Oh, I guess so. Really? Think Definitely. about it. I mean, I, it just hit me like, like, wow, okay. This is pretty deep. Yeah, this is pretty yeah. years, man. Finally, he gets a break, yeah, and then all of a sudden, boom, this this happens. Like, right. it's it really it's crazy. I mean, Adam could have had one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But think about it. This is a, like a, a Musar moment here because, you know, Noah finally gets to the other side of like redemption. Everything's chill. But, nature's back at its normality. Let me build a vineyard. I'm going to get drunk and just chill out for a while. And it should 
the lesson is we should never let our guard down. Exactly. We, we should never get to the point. That we've all we got to a place we can let our guard down. Exactly. That's and why it's forbidden to get down, drunk. It's not forbidden to drink. It's yeah. forbidden to lose control. Because things like this can happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So. <laughs> Well, do we know how much no, time has passed when they came out of the ark until this happened? Because Ham has had a son who obviously is several years old that he participated he in this. So yeah, a there's son. a great source that I've posted on the team. If people go to links, and when you see the list of things in there from Torch to Rabbi Wobi to Lucifer, it's called uh, Seder Olam. Seder Olam. That's right. Seder Olam is actually basically oh, a timeline that was given yeah. by oral tradition and it was written in like almost, almost 2,000 years ago. was written out and it's, it's an amazing timeline. It tells you this, yeah. well, this well, is what happened. Yeah. Oh, he, he gave yeah, it. He gave yeah. It's a fantastic well, timeline. What was the time frame from the moment they got out? And you notice that even after the waters came down, they, they remained in there. Right. Yes. Yeah. They remained in there. Can you imagine that there's, there's a... It's not a... It's, there is a... Um, what, what, what's the word? Uh, it's called uh, survivor's remorse. Right, right, right. right. Which is yeah. basically survivor's guilt and... Could you imagine? Noah would have had this. Oh, yeah. No doubt. That's why he had to stay in the ark for such a, a good amount of time for him to get mentally prepared. Yeah, that, that would be a shock. I mean... I, to be the only people that survive, I don't care how, how, how evil that generation was, it cannot have felt... It's, it's, it's got to be, yeah. Or even the Holocaust survivors. Right. feel so much. Why me? Why I'm living? Why right, 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 right. You know, my mother felt the same way. She, she wanted to be with those women. You know, when she dies, that's where she went. You know, with women. Right, it's... And that's hard. It's very hard, that's, exactly. You actually say, what's the purpose? What for? You know. Which is actually, I mean... So I'm asking many times, what for? What is the purpose? Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, that's very true. You know, so we, we have it very easy. Because all we have to do, in comparison, yes, I mean, it's just like what Moshe is talking about with the Holocaust, you know, and, and what Noah and, you know, these people had tests. They were very difficult tests. And what we have is, our test is to be able to study Torah, to, to you know, to just be obedient, to have a munat, to talk to Hashem, which actually I want to jump into, and um, um, which is the seven Noahide laws. Let me just finish up the seventh Aliyah because I want to focus on the seven Noahide laws, which actually has a lot to do with what Moshe did. But the seventh Aliyah is this section recounts the story of the Tower of Babel. Noah's descendants gathered in the Babylonian Valley and started building a tower in an attempt to reach the heavens and battle God. God disrupted their plan by causing them each to speak different languages, thus destroying their communication. This caused them to disperse and settle in different lands. The Torah then lists the ten generations of, Shem, of Shem's descendants. The tenth generation is Abraham, later to be known as Abraham, who married Sarai, later to be known as Sarah. Right? So, going back to what I was just saying right now, which actually has a lot to do with the seven Noahide laws, is we have it very easy. 
compared to past generations, you know, for example, the Holocaust, uh, the times of Noah, the times of Abraham. I mean, these, these were tests. These were very, very difficult tests. Abraham had 10. 10 tests that, you know, it's not like go down the street and, 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 and uh, speak a little bit of Torah to, to a person. No, these were very life-threatening um, tests. And what we can get out of it is Hashem was always with him, no matter who it was. And we need to know that Hashem is always with us. Always with us, no matter what. We just have to remain focused and faithful. And we can never give up. We can never give up because Hashem will never give up on us. Right? So, the seven Noahide laws, which is very important for the non-Jew, they need to obey at least these seven, which actually goes into a little bit more, as I said earlier, goes into about maybe 70 laws. First one is idol worship, Abu Dasara. What is a form of, idol worship is not just idolizing a statue. It goes so much deeper than that. What is, can y'all give me some examples? Money. Money. Including uh, Facebook, please uh, sub- send. Yes. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, Facebook's no, well, an idol. We uh, worship uh, it every day, several right, times a day. Right. No, no, no. Send, send in your uh, comments, please. So, money. There's nothing wrong with Facebook, but what people are using for. Exactly. Or the internet. The internet will give you the option of finding the darkest things or connecting to Torah like never imagined. All the time, yeah. Facebook is very addicting. But if you use it for Torah, if you use it for Kidu, for spreading Torah, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful gift from Hashem. But even today some of the if you look at it, the advertisement that just sneak in. Yeah. yeah. Just, honestly you just see the yeah. middle of Torah the ching some way yeah. it, You know, and then just to stop you from doing what you're doing. Exactly. Which is actually one of the the these most secretest ways that the Yitzhara works. What is the Yitzhara? What's his main goal? Besides, obviously, to be uh, an obstacle for you. Well, for it. Right. It's, it's so to keep you exercising your your your. Uh, yes, that. Okay. <laughs> yes, that. Yeah. Choice. Your okay, choice. Yeah. Your free choice. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And that's something we're gonna say that went right out of my mind. <laughs> It's to, it's to constantly give you free choice. Because if you didn't have Yetzirah, you wouldn't have free choice. You would do, always do the good Exactly thing. right. It's supposed to cause, it's, its primary goal is to cause separation. You see it in Adam and Eve. What did it cause? Cause separation. That's what it does. How, 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 how does it do it here? It's, what does Facebook do? What does all these other outlets that are so good that can actually... Uh, help you grow in Torah, what does the Yetzirah try to do? Try to separate it. Facebook is good, but if you do it for the wrong things. Money is good if you do it for the wrong things. You know, and that's what it causes the, the, that's, that's where all these gods come in. That's where this idolatry comes in. Right? You were saying? I was going to say, Facebook, it it tends to keep you in communication with people you haven't seen in for a long time at the expense of the people who were around you. Right. 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 I think Facebook is very, it's, 
If you use it for the right things, it's incredible. It is because the knowledge you can get, you can find oh, every yeah. single thing you want today. We're actually like this, 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 we're live. And literally anybody in the world anybody can, can see it. And watch the class. Yeah, you don't need to have, all you need to have is you need to like the page and you can watch it. That's it. Compared to all, you know, there's other outlets where you have to get a membership, you have to get this, you have to pay that, you have to, here you watch it for free. So, I mean, a hundred years ago, it wasn't, that's why Torah wasn't out there. It was very closed. And now, that's why you, literally, you can go in any website, or at least most of the websites, and find something related with Torah. Unlike right. ever. Think about I know. Just, just 10 years ago, what it was like for the non-Jew to find Torah. Yeah. And now it's available. I mean, I, literally on WhatsApp, I am talking to a woman in Poland who watches our classes on a daily basis and is wanting to find some more information that we have on the website. Isn't that amazing, yeah. the technology we have? I have a gentleman text me on the Facebook chat. He's from uh, some, some part of Africa. He's been watching us for the past few months. Right. It's, it's, mamash, it's incredible. And it's all to the internet, which is actually, wow. huh? What an age. We yeah, yeah. What's the second? So the first um, mitzvah is what? Idolatry. Idol worship. Second is? Blessing the divine name. What does that mean? Well, if we go back to what it means to bless the name of Hashem, it's not necessarily saying the sacred name, but it is doing things that blesses Hashem's name. Sanctifying His name. Sanctifying His name. Right. So we live our life to sanctify His name. And to do opposite, meaning if someone knows that you are a very pious person connected in your moon and faith with God, and you do something negatively, that is a kedulashim, that is speaking against exactly. the name of Hashem. So when it says that the nations are to do, to bless His name, it doesn't mean they go around saying, you know, praise the Lord. No, <laughs> that's... They it's, do righteous acts, and people go, wow, that is a godly person. That's what it means. That, yeah, exactly right. Because they don't have to know the name of Hashem to do, to bless the name of Hashem. Right. And that's the beautiful thing about God's mercy. You have so to be... Everything, everything, yes. You wake, you go to sleep thanking Hashem, you wake up thanking Hashem. Right, right, right. Everything, everything is a gift. Everything is a gift that, that Hashem has given us. Right. The food you eat, washing your hands, going to the bathroom, uh, the moment you wake up, the moment you go to sleep, the moment you enter, the moment you go out of the door, you have the mezuzahs. You have the you do a blessing when you put when you put on the uh, the uh, tzitzit, uh, talit. It's, it's blessing for everything. Why? Because it's 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 gratitude. It's sanctifying the name of Hashem. You do kiruv, like for example, what we're doing in Facebook is sanctifying the name of Hashem. We don't have to do this, but it's a merit for us to do. Right. And y'all earn the merit. Do y'all know that? Every single person that benefits from either the, the class on YouTube or on, on Facebook, everybody in this room earns the merit. That's the gift of being here in person. That's why it's so important to be physically just, just here. Just that very fact should cause us to leave here feeling so elevated. Like we've really accomplished something today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if 500 people watch this class in the next month, 
And out of those 500 people, 100 people change their life instantly. So let's just say, you know, if those 100 are Noahides. And out of those 150, want to convert. They do the Orthodox conversion. They get converted. you imagine? You guys get merit from that. Everybody in this room. They merit those 50 conversions. Not only that, but it's not just 50. If those 50 are males, they're going to have children. And then they're going to have children. And then they're going to have children. And it goes on. That's it. It's like, uh, what do they call it? The, uh, the pyramid uh, marketing. Well, this is finally the first pyramid that's, that's actually it's legit. Multi, multi yeah. marketing. The multi-level marketing that's legit. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, I think we've all experienced that one. Well, this is the only one that's legit, so. <laughs> so made a lot of people So now it's time to invest in the world to come. Now it's time to invest with 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 the uh, merits. Third law is murder. You shall not kill. Maida. Maida. Right, right, right. There's exceptions to the. Exception. It's not the it's same not thing. Exception. It's not the same thing. Yeah. yeah. This is just we're ta we're talking about the person who. Defense, we're talking right. about evil intention to. Evil intention to kill, but it's not just murder. Like you physically kill somebody. If you embarrass somebody, you're killing them. Right. La shonara. It's. You remember the song "Killing Me Softly"? Yeah. That's it. Oh. Yeah. So la shonara. You're killing that person. That's considered murder. The men wasting seed, that's considered murder. So it's, a it's not just physically killing somebody. That's part of it. But it's la shonara. You can also, um, again, like the wasting seed, uh, embarrassing somebody. So, for example, you go to somebody and you say, oh, you did this in front of people. That's bloodshed. You're it's literally it's murdering. There's also an idea that if you destroy a person's ability to financially take care of themselves, mm -hmm. it's almost tantamount mm -hmm. to right because you've destroyed them. Why did Ham? I mean, why did Noah curse Ham's son? Bless right. Why? 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 Why didn't Noah curse Ham? Right, which would have been his, exactly. That's considered murder. What Ham did was considered murder because he stopped the generation. Right, because he didn't want he didn't want inheritance to pass to another son. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't that today the He's same got a third of it. One, one, one. Like sterilization? Yeah, sterilization. That's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. yeah, but it's not a sin to get sterilized if. There's a medical reason why. Right, if, yeah. Medical reason. Right. if you do it for personal use, yeah, like for example, you, you, you hear a lot that, oh, I want to do it because uh, I want to have fun and, you know, I don't want to take this. No. And also the women, if they do it for because of cosmetic, no, it's actual. But it, there has to be a medical reason behind it. Um, Thank God he didn't leave there. Right. Right. Think about it. And I always wondered why Noah didn't have any more sons. Right. Because of that. <laughs> yeah. So, Baruch Hashem, the murder. Fourth one is sexual transgressions. Now, this one goes into a lot, like, it's not just one. Uh, people say, okay, well, you have to be, uh, you have to 
respect uh, marriage. You know, you have to be married in order to have sexual relations and things like that. But it goes so much deeper than that. It starts talking about, in, if you look in the mitzvot in the Torah, it goes really into detail, which I, which I encourage everybody to do. It starts going into, you know, whether you can do um, uh, other married people, like married with married, meaning the husband with another married woman or the married woman with another married man. It goes into incest. It goes into a lot of deep, a lot of things. So it's not just one thing as the Noahides think where it's just, oh, you just have to be married to, to be able to have relationships. No, it goes much more than that. It says in also. Yes. <clears throat> yes, yes. Any questions? No? Five, theft, which is considered as stealing, right? It's stealing. Right. What, can you give me some options, like some um, examples? Paperclip from work. Paperclip from work, right? It's really for, I mean, how many times you... Paper right, clip, napkin. Intentional or, or unintentional? Or somebody's pen. That's, that's the big thing. Is it right. intentional or unintentional? Yeah. I'll tell you one thing that's usually a 90% intentional napkins from the restaurant. Listen, I used to get shot glasses. They had everybody's name on it. <laughs> <laughs> Take the shot glasses off. <laughs> that's a good idea. No, Mike. Hotel, the towel, the soaps, the. Yeah, yeah. I think the soaps are expected you to take. Yeah. 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 The shampoo. <laughs> my friend does. She travels a lot. She's gone every week traveling, and she collects all those little shampoos right. and conditioners and all that, and then takes them to her church, and they give them to a women's shelter. The soldiers too, like overseas, yeah. you can send them to the soldiers. But if it if if they're not free, then that's still stealing. Exactly. Yeah, that's stealing. That's right. still that's. Is it? I mean, because it is given. Yes. No, yes, because remember, it's like getting an unkosher animal like and sacrificing. <laughs> My wife's justified. It's, not saying it's that. a criticism. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. 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 But the but the point is theft. The only way we know theft, and it, it's it's nuances, is we have to understand what the halacha of. That of says, that says yes. Exactly. That's, that's when you know when we hear this idea that the non-Jew can't study uh, oral Torah uh, or study Torah, the halacha. Uh, they are talking about a person that has not declared themselves as B'nai Noach, who needs to know what the details of the seven Noahide laws are. And the only way that we know that is to know what is the show actually saying. We have to study halakha. We have to study halakha. Because again, halakha, one thing that's so beautiful about halakha, it isn't just say you don't do this. It'll break it down to little fibers. Like literally, yes. Yeah. So if you want to get the 613, it's probably what, like maybe 15 laws? You mean it talks about paperclips? Well, well, not necessarily, but it it goes into very detail. Yeah. We can go as far as this. How about in New York where everybody has to pay for parking spaces? Right? Think about this. California, too. Right, in California, right? Galveston, too. You go to a store. Let's say that you pull up in front of a store. You have no intention on going inside and visit, but you park in the spot that says four customers only. You are stealing that spot. Business. And there is halakha on that. Yeah. What's another thing that that we do... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but what what what's the what's one of the things that we do on a daily basis 
that we don't consider as stealing, but it's 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 in halakha. Come on, you gotta tell us. We don't know. We can't. Oh, well, I'm asking y'all because I don't know. No, 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 no. So let's just say there's five people at a coffee shop. You come and you jump in front of the line. Oh, yeah. You're stealing life from them. Time. In halakha, it it, it goes into that. You can't steal time. Or you are, let's just say, um, a parking spot. Someone's been waiting, and boom, you jump in. Bunch of yeah, a bunch of thieves. Yeah, a bunch of thieves. Yeah. So what do we got to do in that situation? Just press on the gas a little faster. No. <laughs> no, no. But yeah, that's 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 another way that we can steal is stealing time. Well, does it? Can we tie stealing back to murder? Because I could steal your reputation. I could steal. Well, no, absolutely. Your, oh, absolutely. Steal your good. Absolutely. What is what? Have Have you ever noticed one of the biggest? Outlets that they're, it's considered bloodshed. And the crazy thing about it is the owners of these, uh, it's, it's, it's the news. The majority of the news are owned by Jews. I don't know if you all know this. But it's insane because have you noticed that if someone gets arrested, it's all over the news. But if he's not guilty, no one knows. So what does that mean? It's bloodshed. You bloodshed the person, and this person is not even guilty. And then what happens? Nothing. They don't even, you know, they they don't follow up. They don't they, they don't do anything. But they just completely killed this person. Mm-hmm. But for the person, it's actually good because Hashem says, if you get embarrassed in a way like that, all of your sins are forgiven. Everything like you're clean. So, six court systems. How do you accept the embarrassment? Not fighting back. Exactly. That's where it is. Yeah. Not reacting. Yeah, not reacting to it and that type of thing and just, you know, moving on. That's hard. It's hard to do, but then that also cleans it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Or even that, if you don't have enough money to fight the system, to prove it, look, I'm innocent. You have to have money for lawyers and all of that. Right, right, right. You have to be able to say, even if you have, like, one of the biggest ways you can do it is, let's just say you, forget someone embarrasses you, but you have the reason. You you are, um, whatever situation you may be in, you actually have the upper hand, and yet you don't do anything about it. You just say, Hashem is in control. That is even a much bigger, a much bigger... Personally, that is, for example, that situation is such a high level because not only are you having a Munan Hashem in such a, prof- a deep way, but you're putting your ego in check. Because remember, again, the, the one that feels that you have the right to win or, or you have, you know, it's all, it's, 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 it's all your ego. And, and you know, to be honest, with you, speaking from personal, uh, person, a uh, personal experience, it's you're not doing it because you feel like that you're so holy, you, you, you can do it, and you're religious. But you're doing it out of necessity because you realize if I do this, I'm guaranteed the protection of the Creator. I'm guaranteed yes. that He will take care of me. Yes. But if I lash out and destroy another person, even though 
I can, quote, justify it by the by worldly standards, I will not receive the mazel from Hashem that I, I need to receive. Exactly. So, it's and it's much better. Who, do you want to fight your wars or you want Hashem to fight your wars? But the only way we can do this, we got to sit still. we got to trust in Him. That's the hard part. Oh, it's in exactly what we're talking about, but it reminded me I read, I don't remember where I read it, but it was talking about coveting and stealing. And it said, if you're, you're allowed I to steal. steal from you or covet what you have, it's the same as idolatry because I am putting myself ahead of God because I'm saying God made a mistake when He gave that to you. I should have had it. Exactly. And Being I'm jealous. God's Be, authority that He knew what He was doing. Being jealous wow. is, 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 is a sign of, of idol worship. Yeah, see, that was. Because you feel that that person has what, you, what should have been yours. Yeah. And it's not, that, it, it, it's not like that. Yeah, exactly. He shouldn't have given it to you. He should have given Exactly, exactly. So, again, it goes into so much deepness, which one day, Bezrat Hashem, we'll do a class on, on, on that with the whole, with the, 16, with the 613 commandments have, you know, all that. We'll go into detail, Bezrat Hashem. Well, I was talking with Rod last week. About, I've been reading the ethics of the fathers. That would be a fantastic study. Mm -hmm. Say that again. The ethics of the fathers. Oh, yeah. It's no. Yeah. No. a good study. No, yeah, that would be good. So what is on the six? It's court systems. What does it mean, court systems? Right. What else? Justice. Justice. Right. But justice. justice is is we we can justify a lot of things, and it doesn't mean it's justice. Right. But it has to be balanced with mercy and compassion. It needs to be court. We say courts of justice. It means that that. Society becomes regulated. Right, which actually this is where the question you asked, Moshe, about the soldiers, the law enforcement, all that, this is where they come in where, you know, if they have to if murder, things like that, as far as the soldier and all that, this is where they're covered because they have to, they have to obey the government. They have, no, have honest or they're judges. They're old, they're honest, old, they're old yeah. judges. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because they the judges are. that were, were selected in the time that Moshe selected, they had to be financially in such a situation that they could not be bribed. And yeah. in, a, in a way, as much as uh, our presidential candidates are, you know, it's kind of interesting that they're not doing it for a job. Well, one of them. The other one is not doing it because it's a finance. They, they don't need the money. Right. The judges back then, this is exactly what Rod said, they could not be judges unless they were, multi, they were multi-millionaires. They had to be richer, they had to be the richest one in the whole community. Why? Because they wouldn't be able to be bribed. There's one candidate now that if he wins, if he wins... Who, who made that be? He's not even going to draw a paycheck. He's going to do it. JFK did that. I'm hoping he did it to me. <laughs> well, if <laughs> Mr. President, oh, okay. yeah, I use it as an example. Name. He don't need it. He don't need it. Uh -huh. Yeah, but I thought that. But uh, the other one doesn't need it either. But she's gonna take it. <laughs> <laughs> but no names, please. No, no names. No names. I uh, heard a news commentator say the other day that if we talking about he, she or he, she, she, if you couldn't bring yourself to vote for either one of them, vote for the Supreme Court. Think ahead to the Supreme uh -huh. Court. 
that that's right. when the, whatever whoever gets in and they appoint some judges because there's one vacancy now that they yes. immediately fill. Well, that will affect generations. Right. Yeah, they could be 30, 40 years. So on on seven. Right. <laughs> yes. So number seven, eating a limb torn from a live animal. What does that mean? This is one thing that nobody, a lot of Noahides don't do. You guys have ruined my going to Culver's and Skeeter's and eating hamburgers. Well, no, I understand that. Yeah, I understand that. But the thing, the point is, is how do you know? And you don't know. That's why I can't do it anymore. You don't know. Reality, this is, and for all the viewers, this is a perfect way where kosher. We have to. We we should we should be eating kosher, because we're not at the moment like we don't know. First, we're not there to see how they're torturing the animal. Because it's torture, but we don't know the the how bad it really is. I no. think I heard once that uh, they skin the cows alive, they, right? They will have sometimes. Uh, yeah, they'll skin it while it's still huh? kicking. It's it's. But you know what? Let me just say this: there there are people though who have access to animals on a ranch that is butchered, and they know exactly how it's done. It's not a big deal. You. You know, you don't have to have a big cave on the rump of the cow as long as you know that it hasn't been tortured when it was, you know, that it was properly, its throat was cut properly cut. So. Right. I watched a film, Bakery uh, yesterday, on Zegan. You know, there's uh, people who don't eat meat at all. Mm -hmm. And they filmed it on the factories secretly. It made me sick. It yeah. made me sick. Yeah. So it's even, always good to see. people don't do harm to each other, so it's those people who do those. Yeah. To to the animals, right, right. So, it's a, it's if you can eat kosher, I'd recommend you eat kosher. It's a little bit more expensive, but it's much better. Uh, get a kosher burger. So I mean, no, you don't. It's called mystery meat. Yeah. Actually, wasn't there a uh, a, a chain, a fast food chain that had horse meat mixed with their beef? Yeah. It was something like that. That was, I think, no names, no names. <laughs> but um, <laughs> exactly, no names. So in the UK, I think that wasn't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, just just a little uh, recap on the seven Noahide laws. First one is idol worship, which again is not just talking about idolizing or worshiping a statue, which in this generation there's a lot of that. If you're not connected to Torah, and if you're not with Hashem, then more than likely you are committing some type of idol worshiping. Two is blessing the divine name, which is sanctifying the name of Hashem with your actions, speech, and thoughts. Remember what the Baal Shem Tov said. You may speak it and you may act like it, but if you're not thinking it, you are where your mind is, right? So if you're thinking bad things, but yet you're speaking good things, you're in reality where your mind is. So it's, you have to do it in those. Um, everything you do, remember trying to sanctify the name of Hashem. Right? 
and also being grateful and, 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 and blessing the name of Hashem. Three is murder, which is, again, it can be so many things. Blasphemy, being jealous, lashonara, uh, um, so many things with the murder. Four is sexual uh, transgressions, uh, which again is a lot of things. It's not just that one where people may think is just the marriage. You know, you have to respect the whole... Um, uh, the blessing of, of the sanctity of, uh, of marriage, but it goes into much more, which I recommend to everyone here and who's watching us to study the 613 mitzvahs in, in halakha because it will go into much more deeper uh, insight. Five is uh, theft, which again, stealing can be so many things. It's not just stealing $100. It can be time. It can be just so many things, uh, time, objects, uh, you know, like even if you take a, uh, you really just need one napkin from a restaurant. If you take 10, then that's stealing, right? So a lot of those things. So um, I will pray for all, no, no. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Six, six is the court systems, which is, you know, obviously we have to respect the laws and things like that. We can't be um, rebels. And seven is eating a limb torn from a live animal, which is, I recommend if you are not eating kosher, try it. It will be good for you. It helps you spiritually. And it also, it, it also tastes very good. I don't know if you have tried kosher food. It's very good. It's very good. It's very good. This last weekend said that she noticed. She's like, what kind of meat is this? It's kosher. All right. She was like, what might taste different? Yeah. I said, well, my husband was, we know that it was killed without being... Right, but also, I don't know if you noticed this, but in the kosher food, <clears throat> what's another reason why it's important to eat kosher food is because it helps you elevate the animal. The unkosher food is not like that. Very basic, we're just obeying. Yeah, yeah. You're obeying the creator. So if, if the creator of Mercedes-Benz tells you put unleaded fuel, but you put diesel, I'm going to put diesel, it's cheaper. What's going to happen? The car's going to break down. It's not going to work. So if Hashem is saying, hey, you know, this is kosher food. Eat it. It's good. And it'll, it'll, it'll be good for you. It's for a reason. Right? So, Bezrat Hashem, thank you for joining us. Um, hopefully, you can join us next week on next week's parasha. And um, again, please send your comments. Any questions, we'll be happy to answer them. Thank you for joining us. Hazak